Welcome back to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. I want to uh, thank those who have been active listeners to the podcast and those that has come to aid in some way. I hope that uh, it has been of some aid to you and some, if nothing else, at least some measure of enjoyment as we kind of talk about a variety of different topics, you know, related to psychology, you know, theology as well as philosophy. You know, I, I will not deny that I certainly am not the scholar of, of philosophy that I long to be. And perhaps as time goes on, I will increase in that knowledge. But I really do value the interaction between these three different pieces. And I think it's something that we don't really tend to think about a great deal. That's one of the reasons why I call the show Seeing Life from a Different Angle. It's because, you know, we, we tend to focus so much on a particular angle and it's much like the idea, you know, you're walking into the woods and you keep to the path and you're on the path and you're focusing on the path, but you're failing to recognize that there are other paths in the woods. There are other things to see that you're missing and ignoring. Because let's be honest, I think for the most part, most people could probably say that they see maybe about 10 degrees of the circle of life. You know, if we think of life as a 360 degree circle, we each see about 10 degrees. And just imagine how much we could increase how it is we perceive life and how it is we perceive things in our life if we would only increase that by five degrees. You know, that's a 50% increase in it. And if we could increase it even more, just how sad it is that we see so little in our lives. We focus so little on what it is that's going on around us. And I think a lot of it has to do with the desperate desire on the part of our ego, the part of ourself just to say, you know, what do I need to do in order to get what it is I'm looking for? What do I need to do in order to protect myself from being disappointed or being frustrated or being unsatisfied or ungratified? And it's a very sad thing, too, because when you think about it, I mean, our, so much of our life, so much is spent so focused on making sure that we're not disappointed. You know, when we think about it, how sad is that? You know, C.S. Lewis had written about in, in the book called God on the Dock, or, you know, and he talks about how it is that at one time we would use the word charity, and now we would use the word selfless, selflessness. And it is sad because we're so focused on the darker, the negative side. You know, if I'm selfless, then I'm not taking everything for myself. But with charity, I'm giving to the other. You know, it's like when we think about, you know, the choices that we have in our lives, that we have these choices to be giving and caring and nurturing toward others. As, as Bishop Barron had said in one of his homilies, he said, you know, what we get to take to heaven is what we have given away. And I think that that makes a great deal of sense when we think about the fact that we spend so much of our lives in this darker, negative place, longing for a measure of satisfaction and gratification, and failing to recognize that it's just not even a tenth of what life could possibly be. What could the other things be? What other joys could we find? What other satisfactions could we find? You know, as I was reading a book today, I was thinking about a podcast that I had done a while back. If you ever get a chance to listen to it or would like to listen to it, it's called The Purpose of Life. And it's under seeing life from a different angle. And Thomas Merton, who is, was a priest and died in 1968, um, he was a, a Trappist monk, I should say, and he had written a great deal, including the book, The Seven-Story Mountain. And one of the things he talked about in this other book called No Man is an Island was that 
we have purpose and we must pursue purpose in life. And I think that in pursuit of purpose, of a purpose, and I think that there, and I'll get to it in a second, I think there's a universal purpose for all of us, but I think in pursuing purpose, what we end up doing is finding ourselves not focused on ourselves, but focused on others, what they need, what they're looking for, and what it is that will save them from a life of just being so focused on the self, so focused on their own ego gratification. Because ultimately, I believe the purpose is this. Our purpose, going back to something that I have addressed time and again, whether you believe in it or not, is the idea, the theory of a wide open reality, a space where we exist in the beginning of our life for as long as we can, as long as our parents will allow us in a space of true love, true connection, a sense of connection with our parents, a sense of connection with God. And in that space, there is nothing but pure love. And it lasts only as long as our parents will allow it to last because our mothers in particular, because she is the parent who is in that space with us, our mother in particular is someone who is ridden by, riddled by fear and pain and sorrow and her own ego and her own desperate desires. But then when we go back to the idea of purpose, part of our purpose in life is to get ourselves back to that space. But doing so may be selfless. You know, we're not trying to do any harm to anybody else. But I think that there's another side of this purpose. It's not just to save ourselves. Because to those who save themselves will be lost. After everything is said and done, when we come to that final space of life, you know, of eternal life, and we get to that space where having passed from this earth into heaven, you know, God is going to say to us, what did you do for others? Did you help others? Were you there for others? And I think that purpose is usually important here. It is the purpose of being able to say, how do I help you get back to that space of connection with God? You know, I think if we can all seek to do that, if we can all seek to help others get back to that space, just think about how much more joyous the world could be. You know, we look at the world around us. You know, politics is everywhere. Whether you like Biden or you don't, whether you like Trump or you don't, you know, it's divided. We're all divided, you know, and you listen to news radio, you listen to, you know, news stations, and they're all about getting you revved up, especially with a measure of fear. What if your side loses? What if your side doesn't win? What if your side doesn't get what it is it's looking for? Whether you're pro-abortion or pro-life, you know, whatever the case might be, it's all about division. And when we think about it, is that really what any of us really long for? I mean, do we long to live in fear? Do we long to live in division? We get to that place, but this doesn't mean we long for that place. You know, what we each long for and what we are striving for for the rest of our lives is a regression back to that space of wide open reality where we can connect with other people, where we can have actual pleasure in life, the pleasure that comes from love, from being a part of a group, of a unity. As C.S. Lewis talked about, there's no greater gift than friends. And as Christ talked about, you know, there's no greater gift that a man can give than to lay down his life for his friends. And it's all really about the giving of ourselves to the other. Because ultimately, here's the key. You know, I was watching this show the other day, this old Survivor season, 
season 11. They're in Guatemala and this girl has his choice. And she has a choice when she wins this car, does she give up her car and give the other four people a car or does she not? Now the world would look at that circumstance and as Jeff Probst appropriately pointed out, you know, if you give the car to the others, you might get some goodwill and you might win this game. And if you don't, then how are they going to look at you? And it's a very sad thing because really, did for a moment it enter this woman's mind to think, you know what, it doesn't matter whether these people will vote for me. I'm not giving so I can get. I'm giving because it's for the other. And I think that's one of the things that the world teaches us is if you're going to give, you should get something in return. If I'm going to give, I should feel good about myself. But that's not the goal of giving. The goal of giving, just like the purpose of life, is to give to the others so that they can gain something. And then you walk away. You know, you help that homeless person and you walk away. You help the, the, the hungry child and you walk away. You know, you don't stay there and say, look what I did and look how good I feel about myself. Or, and what are you going to do for me now? I guess as long as we live in a space where we don't find that purpose and we don't chase that purpose, we'll always live in fear. We'll always be disappointed. We'll always be frustrated. And we'll always feel very much alone. And so the question is, is that what we really long for in life? Do we really want to be alone? Do we really want to take advantage of other people? Do we want to live in fear? Or do we want to live in love? Meeting the needs of others, caring for them, taking care of them. Be well.